0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host tonight, Gregory Turner.
2: And I'm your co host tonight, Brian Henderson.
3: And I'm your special guest host, Arthur Olivia Steff. Olivia, how are you? Hey!
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Tonight is going to be a special night. We're talking with all of your speakers in the conference. You know, I know you're, getting over, I know you're being overwhelmed with all of this, uh, hosting this conference, all the phone calls, all the emails. <laughs> with that, I know the devil's busy. He's trying to do everything he can to stir That's up right. all the trouble that he can to stop your conference from happening.
3: That's right. But the show is going to go on. How many, we, uh, how many
1: speakers do you have?
3: It's Actually, it's 12 speakers, including myself. I think that's symbolic, don't you? Yeah. 12 speakers. Uh, <laughs> I just world, realized that today.
1: How in the world did you pull this together?
3: It was, You know, basically it was just God. Um, well, you all know that I wrote the book, If God's My Lover, Why Is My Bed So Cold? Right. And um, when I was writing the book, I always knew that the speaking was going to come along with the book. Yes. Um, I basically look at it like, you know, we read the Bible, but sometimes you actually have to break it down and show people how to apply the concepts. So what um, the Lord laid on my heart was to actually have this conference. And the thing was learn to work it and still remain virtuous. And you all, you know I love those catchy titles. Yes, yes. And actually the work it is working in all areas of your life. And that's actually what the conference speakers will be covering. The spiritual, the uh, physical, and the emotional and working it, working in your life, working on your job, working it in your ministry, and um. So you're do- touching you're touching every area of a person's being. Right, and that's what God, and that's what God is about. Is He's not only about us um actually just praying and worshiping Him, but He's in everything we do. He's He wants to be involved in our jobs and our family decisions and our um visions, and our dreams, and our emotional well-being. He wants to be involved in everything, and that's actually what the conference is going to be covering. It's not just about relationships. Um, I know that most people pick up the book. They understand it's about um, courtship and marriage, but um, the book covers everything uh, when you read it, and that's how actually the conference is going to be opening up. Friday night, we're going to be opening up with um, evangelist Donna Dyson, prophetess Lalisa Williams, and myself, and it's going to open up with the focus being on God and ourselves. And I intentionally did it that way because I didn't want to open up going into how to um, work on your natural relationships because we got to get that spiritual part right first. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Olivia, what do you have for the, the the women out there that want to be married, and what do you have out there for the men that want to be married?
3: Well, actually, um, for the women that want to be married, we have um, uh, we just have a, a long list of different topics that we're going to be touching on, and as I said, we're going to first start off with getting yourself right because um, if you don't know yourself you don't know how to present yourself to anyone. Yes. And um, if you don't know yourself, you're going to accept anything from anyone. Yes. Um, you know, because you don't... My thing is, if you can't define yourself, someone else is going to define you.
1: And you will not like their definition of you. <laughs> exactly.
3: And the only person that can show you who you truly are is Christ. Because we don't really truly know ourselves. We don't know how to love unless we have that relationship with God. So basically... Um, Coming there, we're going to learn about how to be empowered in Christ with that one-on-one relationship with him as the first love. And then we're going to go into releasing the past. We're going to deal with the physical, keeping your health in check. Um, We're going to have beauty tips. And also for the married people, we're going to teach you how to keep the romance going because we know we need help in that area.
1: So, Olivia, when is this conference? When is it?
3: It's going to be August the 3rd through 5th in um, north of Virginia, and it's going to be held at uh, Bank Street Memorial Church um, on Chesapeake Boulevard. And to actually get the full information, they need to go to my website, www.oliviastiff.com, and um, it's going to be a link on the website that will get you actually to the seminar site. Yeah. Um, and also the book site is com Forward slash God is my lover,
1: Brian. Yes, sir. I think Olivia left us out when she started getting her speakers. What do you think? Well, you know, you know, this, is, this is
3: look, this is just the beginning. You know, I don't never settle for just one thing. This is just the beginning, and we we already working on conference two thousand and eight in Barbados. So oh, we. Oh wait a minute. So
1: all the listeners out there heard you <laughs> right in our spot in Barbados.
3: Yeah, we we're gonna hit Barbados. This is international. This is just the beginning because um the scripture that I live by they say the kingdom of heaven suffer violence and the violence taken by force. We ready to take over. And it's gonna start August the third through the fifth. These speakers are anointed, powerful people. These aren't people that Just got picked up off the street. These are people that actually live what they're speaking on. And to me, that's the most effective minister, somebody that actually can relate to me because they've been through it. And these are people that God, even though I know all of them, one, I'm just learning. But um, these are people that have impacted my life. Yeah. Um, these All of these people have influenced me in some way or the other, and I feel that they have something to impart to God's people. And I'm very particular about who I align myself with spiritually because when you give out to people and they receive it in their spirit, to me I feel God is holding me responsible if I'm the overseer of that program. So these speakers are anointed people tried and refined by the fire. Yeah. They have a message. I don't care if they're talking about I don't care if they're talking about how to put on your makeup. They're going to tell you how to work it and still remain virtuous. (laughs) That's the key thing. You have to work it and still remain virtuous because God is a mysterious deity, but he's also revealing. So we have to be mysterious but know what to reveal and when to reveal reveal it. Wow, my. See, that's that's deep right there, right? You know. Man.
1: (laughs) So Olivia, we're going to turn it over to Brian right now. So gonna okay. introduce. I think it's Bishop Davis, is it Brian?
2: Yes, we're going to introduce Bishop Carolyn as Davis, and she's going to actually give the closing sermon for the conference. And her closing sermon is entitled, Mothering the Seed and Birthing the Vision.
3: And she's a special person because she is my natural mother. (laughs) Bishop Davis, Uh, are you there? I'm here. What (laughs) in the
1: world are you going to do with her?
3: I don't know. (laughs) I I just thank God for her, though. Yeah. yeah, And sometimes, you know, it's hard sometimes being her pastor and her mother, but, you know, I I can separate the two. (laughs) But, so, uh, Bishop Davis, what do you think about
2: this conference? What, what do you think this conference is going to produce?
3: Well, I, I I've been thinking about it, and I thank God for it because I believe in this conference. People that have been bound by certain things are going. It's going to be loose. Uh, certain things that young people or single people have been going through that they were not willing to discuss or say around anybody else, they're going to feel the spirit of freedom that they won't be, have that shyness, you know. They're going to learn how to work it <laughs> and still remain virtuous,
0: you know. And, um, and, and you can do that through Christ Jesus.
3: And see, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, this conference is one that was ordained by God. Right. See, I Olivia, I've known her from birth <laughs> on. And, I, you know, I have seen her grow spiritually. I've seen her, you know, in her weak points, and i you seen her in her strong points. And when she mentioned about this conference, I watch. I'm a very observant person. And I could see how the Spirit was bringing this thing together. A lot of the people uh, in our age group, a lot of things they don't want to bring out. They sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. shy away from it. But she's real open and the way she's open with it, you know, you can relate to people. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and and I see people being delivered mm-hmm. in this conference. Right. Set free. You know, that's what it's all about, you know. You know, people been
0: bound too long.
1: hmm.
0: You know, they, now, I might
3: not should say this, but they say the gay people came out the closet. It's <laughs> time for the Christian folks to come right. out closet.
1: <laughs> That's and what I'm you doing what right. <laughs> Well, you, you know what, Bishop Davis? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brian and I, we spoke at a church on last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, in my speech that I spoke about was, you know, breaking strongholds and, yes. and forgiving people and learning right. to move forward. Because those things, if you don't do that, they will haunt you. Exactly. They will ride you. You will think that what you did in your past, you will think it's the worst thing in the world, and you will think that you can never overcome it.
0: Exactly.
1: But the thing is, if you don't learn and you don't know how to give these things to God, exactly. that thing will will bound. It will have you so bound and wrapped up that whatever whatever comes your way, you're like, well, I can't do that because of my past. Exactly. I can't do this because of my past. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to have to... Uh, stare this thing in the face and
3: and go at it. Exactly, and that's the way I feel. The past is just what it says,
4: the past.
3: If God forgave you for your past, then that's behind you. Nobody walks with their head looking behind them. That's right. You go forward. You look forward, and and I guess the way I look at it, you know, it's it's a lot of things that need to be revealed to the younger generation that has been hid for so long. People are afraid to talk about sex in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. But what is the worst thing that's out here now? What what, what are some of the biggest problems that is in the world now? It's sexual. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, see, a lot of people wouldn't want to preach that from the pulpit but if you teach it from the pulpit and let the younger people know how they can, you know, remain
5: virtuous, they can still have a
3: good time, but remain, you know, in a nice way. Because one of my, one th- one of my um, things that I always tell people, the greatest passion is one that's untouched. Yeah. You got to know how to touch a person without actually touching them. Yeah. And that's when you, you know, you have arrived to having self-control. You know, today is bad when two Christians cannot talk about sex and sexuality without actually taking it to another level, which, you know, in my book, I feel that when you're a mature Christian, you're thinking about marriage, there are certain topics you should be able to discuss, but um, some, you know, a lot of them aren't disciplined to be able to just talk about it, but... Um, At this conference, it's no holds barred. I mean, we have to deliver people. We have to set the captives free. Too many people are stuck on Traditions. And traditions are not bringing deliverance to people. The man-made documents are not helping people. People too scared to say this is where I was and this is where God has bought me. They too scared to say, um, that they were in this lifestyle or they were this way, but God has done this for them. It's okay to feel this way. You know, we, we are human beings. We have sexual feelings. We, we go through trials and tribulations. We get frustrated. We get, sometimes we get upset with God, but people are too scared to actually address it and talk about it. Yeah. But um, in this conference, we're going to cover everything, even um, health. You know, even health is important. And the speaker, the Speaker, that is not here tonight, but we're going to be talking about how even we have to discipline our bodies. You know, not only sexual, but with food, with our mindset, it's it's a whole lot of things that we got to cover and conquer before we even ready to be in a relationship with somebody else. And
1: that's so true. Let me give the uh, call in number out Olivia. The call in number, if you just listening and you're just dialing into us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our phone number to call in if you have a question for any of the speakers the number is number seven one eight. Five zero eight nine six zero zero. Again, that's 718 508 And Brian, we're going to go to Lalisa, I believe.
2: Yes, it's Prophetess Lalisa J. Williams, and she's going to be talking about learning God's plan for your life. Lalisa, how are you?
0: I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> oh, Olivia, God bless you.
3: Ah, I, look, don't whip Look, Lisa was in my area. And Greg, you know, this week has been, uh, last week was, ugh. It's one of them, ugh weeks. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, this. she is an on fire woman of God. Wow. She has an awesome time. In fact, her theme is going from prostitute to prophetess. Mm. And I'm gonna tell you that that's a that statement in itself is enough.
1: So, 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 Lelisa, what are you, what are you, uh, what are you bringing to the table in the uh, conference?
3: Well, you
0: know, I thought they only asked that question in business school. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, look, this is Greg and Brian, you got to be prepared for anything. Well, you know, <laughs> this business,
1: your father's business, business, You, got to about business. Your father's business. <laughs> you know what?
0: I'm, you know what? I'm bringing. I'm bringing the fire of the Holy Ghost. All right, ma'am. All right. That delivering power that Bishop Davis was speaking about, the power to transform lives like through me? the power of God. Because, I, you know, I was there. When you talk about being on fire, well, you know what? I was in the fire
5: mm.
0: so long. and But I thank God for it because God had to burn off some stuff. He had to burn off some sexual uh, tendencies to be with the wrong person and, That's right. and to think the wrong thoughts. He had That's to right. burn off some unforgiveness of the man that molested me from the time I was five Mm -hmm. until I turned 17. Mm -hmm. He had to burn away uh, the the, the guilt and the pain and the shame I felt about having then turned to prostitution at the age of 25. I was a grown woman and was still being led by some foolish man, and I'm going to just tell the truth because he was foolish, and and I went, but I was foolish to go. And so God had to burn off that kind of foolishness. So, you know, and so, you know, but God told, you know, he showed me some things about 12 years ago. So I I truly do believe that this is so God ordained because I did not go to school with Olivia. I'm not from that area. I don't know her from any place else Mm -hmm. other than from the promotion of the conference and her book. Mm -hmm. I bless God for that. That's how I met her. But God showed me a long time ago that he told me that if I take all of that away from you, what I need you to now do for me is to tell everybody what I've brought you from, because now I'm college educated, got several degrees, husband, 17. You've got all these things, but he says, you know, and people will just assume that it's always been you went to private schools, maybe you had this whole decent thing going on, but God, you know, he told me that, um, that he would deliver me, but then I would be responsible to, to share that so, testimony. So that's what I bring.
1: So, Lalisa, so, so what you're saying is when God cleans you up, Yes. I don't even need to finish that. I'm going to let you finish it. <laughs> yes, when he
0: cleans you up, you're like those leopards. You know, you're like to kind of show the people what God has done. Because you know why? In this hour, I'm. you know what? There's too many people who still don't believe that God has this kind of power. They still think that God's power is limited to them getting a car or a house. And you, you don't even need God's power for that though we know he everything is moved by his power, but you could just go on to work, keep a good credit record, and you can get a car and a house. But God can take your mind from Wanting to kill the man who molested you all those years, took away your purity. See, I don't have that testimony that I'm still, you know, that you know how these some of these young women and they feel so good about how they waited for their husband mm-hmm. and they saved their virgin, all that. I don't have that. That was taken away from me as a child. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I never had children. I could be somewhere looney tunes because I could never have a baby. I know some women. That's a big thing with them. If they can't get pregnant.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 I, you know. And so to say that, oh, this person um, doing things to my little young body could have caused that, that's enough right there for you to take that kind of hate to your grave.
3: That's right. That's right.
0: But, yes, yeah, so God had to do this. God had to release me. And do you know what kind of life you would have living on that kind of bitterness?
2: Mm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Prophet Williams, tell us, when did you learn God's plan for your life?
0: Yeah, you know what? It's still unfolding, but I really learned that God had a plan for my life. In nineteen ninety nine, after nine years of marriage, I left my husband. Uh, that's a whole nother long story book and movies,
6: but
0: <laughs> version is that <laughs> version is that I left him and uh again that's a whole nother part of a testimony as to why and how all that happened. But part of it happened because two things. One, the devil does come as an angel of light. And number two, he knows your past. And so he's waiting to bring it back up. So you better not just stop doing things, but we also have to cast out some demons and, and do all those other things. But, but in the year later, I went back to my husband. We got back together. And when I got back, things weren't like they were when I left. And so um, I went through a, the, the biggest battle of my life in terms of making the marriage work. Anyway, so... But through that period, through that, it was the worst time of my entire life. And through that time, though, God began to reveal to me um, the Book of Jeremiah twenty-nine and eleven. Oh boy! Yeah, tw- yeah. And,
3: <laughs> That's the. That, is that a powerful verse or what?
0: Yeah, and Joshua one and eight, where I'll give you the gospel of good success if you meditate on me, and He uh, put those together, and then He wrote that book through me. But to show me from being molested, having been a high school dropout flunked out of school, picked on, I used to get bullied as a child, I never would fight anybody, I was a scaredy cat, so many more things, but God showed me through, oh, but, but but then in the marriage in 2000, I went through, and I had the biggest fight of my life, but you know, God's um, plan was that, that was one fight I was going to win, mm. and so me and my husband are still together today, seven years later, All right. to the church, love the Lord, he's supportive, and um so yeah, so that's when he showed me that and that not only does he have a plan for me, but he has a plan for every believer.
3: Mhm. And you know what, and I'm a and I'm a zero in on what you were saying about that battle with your husband going back to relationship. See that's see, that shows a lot of what's inside of her. She could have just gave up. I wanted to 'cause You know, because and you know, you could have just gave up. See the enemy and that that's once again going back to why it's so important for us to be in tune with God and his purpose for us, and to be able to fight for what's ours. He is going to come after that marriage. He's going to come after that spouse. He's going to want to tear it up. And that's why we want to teach people, empower people before they make that decision, as well as encourage those that's already in the situation, because the enemy knows that two powerful vessels, a man and his wife, can do some Damage to the kingdom when they come together unified. That's why it's important to know what God wants you to do and who he wants you to connect with Mm. before you get into a marriage. Because, you know, like you said, Elisa, Satan is going to come at you as an angel of light. He's going to be quoting scriptures. He's going to be speaking in tongues. Let me tell you, coming from a woman that married men in the church, Mm mm-hmm that was sent straight from hell to take me down. That's right. To take me down. And God had to pull you know, and I thank God once again for my mother. I had to come crawling back home. I mean, he had beat me down, but I had learned. I said, I'm broken, but I'm not bound. And I had to run on that, and I had to sit with God and actually say, who am I? Why am I making this decision? I realized I didn't know him. I didn't know God. I, I knew of him. But I had no relationship with him. I served him because I didn't want to go to hell. I did the right thing because that's the right thing to do. But I did not have that passion. I did not have that intimate relationship with him. And what you was, you know, telling me, Lalisa, what we were talking about, when you are intimate with someone, they're able to put their seed inside of you, and you are able to birth out things. Yeah, and this is where all of this is coming from. I allow God to impregnate me with things, and I birth division out and, and you know it, it's awesome when you start walking in the calling and anointing God has for you It's you're able to fight because you're you're fighting for your territory you're fighting what you know is yours and you know I just commend you and it's a blessing that you're telling them be honest that you you laughed, you went through this you came back it wasn't what you expected but you fought and you all still together
0: I fought when I got out there you know I again you know you, we got to be careful what we say and so so all those years of the marriage, I kept saying this marriage is and what it all it should be. It's not working. He's not this. He's not that. He's not this. He, he, he.
5: And then
0: uh, naturally, after you keep saying that over and over, you're speaking. You're speaking it. You're, you're speaking into existence. What's going to happen? And so then he wasn't all of that. And 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 then you begin to have those behaviors that will move you to live up to what you're speaking. So yeah. it was inevitable that I left. However, uh, the Bible says that. Uh, God works everything together for our good. So yes. while I was separated from him for that year, which was really the only time in my life that I've ever really been alone, alone, mm-hmm. because every other time in my life since I was a young girl, it was like I had to have a man. Mm-hmm. That's just what I saw. I grew up on the on the jails and the Whatnots and all that music <laughs> that told you. <laughs> love that, love everything. So that's all I knew was was a relationship. That's all I knew. I never knew about the relationship with the Lord because at that critical age, around 13, when we really began to listen to that music, we were not going to church. My mom and dad separated. My dad was a preacher, and when they separated, we just stopped going to church. So the only food that I was getting on relationships was not about a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really commend you, Olivia, and all the women you're connecting with, to teach young girls, even babies, about mm-hmm. having a love relationship with God because, see, that will stop them from going out here trying to love all these men.
3: Exactly. And and, and if we can catch them now and, and come out our boxes and stop acting like we never did nothing and we never went through anything, then people can be delivered.
0: Well, let we, me say this. Maybe you've never done nothing because some people, maybe they haven't. Exactly. But don't think that your child might not.
3: That's right, and I mean we need to be realistic. Exactly, because you we don't know. know
0: these kids are listening and see more things. I have a MySpace page, as I'm sure all of you do. Yeah. But do you know when I mention that to the average person about a MySpace page, the first thing they think of is children and sex um, problems.
1: Yes, yeah. uh-huh. that's
0: the reputation that it has. So we can't act like our children are not being exposed to sexual desires at a young age. Christians cannot afford to be that foolish.
3: They they can't. They need to actually, really. They need to come out the box, and that's why. Once again, these speakers that on this conference panel, these are radicals. These are radicals, non-traditional speakers. These people don't mind saying what thus says the Lord, because God is gonna cut where He needs to cut in order to clear up the wound. And um, some people want to. We don't have people that's gonna be scared to say something because um, the the church number may go down or somebody may not speak to me. We know that the more you stand for Christ, the more enemies you're gonna have. The, I mean, the enemy is fighting me tooth and nail on this conference. I mean, I battle so much. I mean, I was just I, at one time I was telling. Um, evangelist um, Donna Dyson I had was ready to just write a letter to everybody and say this is it I can't do it you remember Greg you yeah, remember, I remember I went through that yeah. it was it I said this is I'm tired I mean you fight and the thing is I just want everyone that can to definitely come and support the conference not because it's my conference or, and it's not my conference it's our conference it's the Lord's conference because God has and you know I heard people saying that God has a word but God truly has a word because I'm going to tell you All of the speakers, trust me, are going through spiritual battles because the enemy does not want the word to come out. When people are coming giving you a word, they have to fight and battle the enemy because he's going to put everything in their way. Attitudes are going to start coming. Trials and tribulations, they're coming because... The people are coming to give a word to you for deliverance. The enemy doesn't want anyone to get delivered. And when he sees the truth is coming forth, he's going to try to destroy it. Look how he tried to destroy Jesus, how he tried to destroy Moses, how he tried to destroy Joseph. I mean, he, try, he tried to destroy you before you can get that word of God in you, before God can impregnate you to get your vision to come forth. And when he sends mighty men and women of God, and we do have a, a male there, uh, Minister Tyrell K. Um, he's so funny. He told me he's gonna need security because he's the only male. But, um, <laughs> but, um, and he's uh, Terrell is on the line right now too. I I love this brother because I can talk to him about anything. He's like my spiritual brother. He just comes straight with it. He, me and him, you know me, I'm gonna bait him down. Hmm. But he comes straight with it. He's and and his topic um is now that I found you, how you gonna keep me? yeah yeah you know i and and that's for um from you know sometimes we need to hear from a man mm-hmm. and so Terrell are you there
2: yeah he's there we're mm-hmm. gonna actually go to him we
3: can oh look look I'm, look I'm taking over the show, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's the, i i'm just telling everybody to go to the website wder com uh backslash God is my lover. And actually, just look at the list of speakers. Look at what we're going to be speaking on. Uh, we're going to try to cover as much as we can possible. And like I said, this is just the beginning because there's so much that got to be given out there to the people that this is just the beginning, one of many conferences to come. But we actually looking forward to people coming. Right now, people are booking their hotels. Um, Get directions, it's it's filling up. So we we just want you to come and be able to get your spot and be blessed from August 3rd through the 5th um, in north of Virginia.
2: All right, all right. (laughs) We're going to go to uh, some callers. We're trying to figure out which one is Terrell. It's
3: 757. All
2: right, 757. Go to that uh, 757 number, Greg.
1: Yes, I'm going there now. Terrell, are you there? Terrell, Terrell, are you there? I guess not. Well, I think you, you know what this conference is, is going to be so awesome. You know, it's going to be so awesome, and you know, I I tell you what, I'm I'm just I'm just looking forward to it. I know a lot of strongholds will be broken because of it. You know, and this is this is something that's so awesome. I know your Olivia said that she was going to do the Barbados.
3: Yeah, that's in 2008. We yeah. worked on that for 2008.
1: Yo, well, I tell you what, I'm gonna have my swimming chunks ready. <laughs> I have my passport. <laughs> yes, get, couple, people, well, get those, your passports ready, and as, <laughs> as soon <laughs> so as. them
2: now, because they already got a backlog on them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. but,
2: but I, I, you know, I really in, appreciate I know. you know your diligence, Olivia, because you know, trying to pull off something with twelve speakers, <laughs> twelve people. Period. You know, it's it's. I'm a, it's trying a to let process.
7: her know I'm still there. Yes, Terrell. Terrell. Is, is that you? Terrell. Yes, this is Terrell. Oh, oh Lord, right. it's Terrell. <laughs> is the sensor button
2: ready. Right where you were? Is is the sensor button ready?
7: Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's
3: outrageous. <laughs> okay, hold, we're gonna place? we're
2: gonna mute Olivia and let you talk. Oh no, don't mute me, why? Terrell
3: is on the line. Let me start.
1: <laughs> Terrell, how are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. You know what? I I, I really believe you're gonna have to have
7: security as well.
1: <laughs>
7: uh, one of my one of my brothers in Christ, um David in Chicago, he was looking at it and he said, Lord, it's like Daniel stepping into the lions <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh.
1: so I'm,
7: I'm still trying to figure out how I was chosen and why I was chosen, but I you know, I must answer that call. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. All right, Terrell's gonna talk about um what men are really seeking for and, ex- and expecting out of courtship and marriage. And the title of his, uh, of his session is called, Now I Found You, How to Keep Me, A Brother Speaks. So speak, brother, tell us. <laughs> what, you know, without going too much into what you're going to talk about in the conference, what do you feel as a man, as, as a Christ, as a man of Christ, following Christ, accepting Christ, and believing in Christ, what do you expect out of, uh a woman, period.
7: Well, one of the main things that I really feel I really feel like men and women have forgotten how much of the image of God we were created in. It's to the point that we even forgotten our roles in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And it, I I think back to how you notice how when Eve took of the fruit, nothing happened. But when Adam did that's when the calamity actually started.
2: Oh, now you are preaching, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because the
7: role change happened right then and there.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: And so, when a lot of men blame women for such and such things, you have to realize how much the men actually gave up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, within that, we got to we got to switch back. You know, I was telling I was telling, um, I was telling um, Sister Dyson how I'm going to have to step into this conference and let people know I'm not a limp-wrist, hip-twitching man.
2: (laughs) Oh, you think they're ready for it? Look, I'm ready for it. I I tell you, you know, and it's so important, you you know, because I got ready to shout. I'm telling you, you said this. When you said it's like we switch roles.
1: Yes, we are. And if
2: you look at it in, uh, in society today, when you have, and, and and this is no disrespect to women, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's almost like out of character to have, like, a woman that's in power, and she's over a man. You know what I mean? It's almost like where they, they begin to say, okay, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. You got to bow down. You know, and I'm not saying this is indicative of all women, but... The fact that every job that I've ever had, I had a female boss, I can attest to this.
1: <laughs> and so
2: when, and when you are a man, you know, that's Christ called, Holy Ghost filled, you know, and you try to walk in your anointing,
1: uh-huh.
2: a lot of times you'll get that resistance because, you know, once you give somebody something that they're not supposed to have and they have it, they don't want to give it back. Yeah. And so and so giving giving you know and and Adam saying, Okay, I know this is wrong but she pretty and she bit the apple and she said, Bite it so I'm gonna do it. See right then he gave up his authority because That's he could right. have easily said, You were disobedient and I'm not biting that apple because I'm in charge here. God put me in this spot and you was not supposed to do that. You see? But Adam didn't do it. He said all right. Uh, look, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't know what Adam exactly said, but what I'm—I'm I'm a paraphrase for my brother. He said, mm-hmm. "Man, if I don't bite this apple, I gotta sleep on the couch." <laughs> 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 and so, by doing that, just—just just imagine, we got condemned for the, right. through the whole world, and God had to send His Son, you know, to redeem for that one mm-hmm. apple bite.
7: That's right. Because he chose to give up his power, he gave up his position.
3: So, alright, somebody was trying to call me. <laughs>
7: Go
3: ahead. Go ahead, live, live. Okay, I'm letting you. Um, I was letting Terrell finish. So basically, you saying that um, when Adam gave, he he sort of switched the power when Eve basically was telling him eat the apple and he ate it, and that's when everything fell apart.
7: I wouldn't say that he switched the power. What he did was 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 like I said, he didn't recognize how much he was made in the image of God. He didn't re- he didn't he gave up his right to be the head of that relationship.
3: Right, 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 right. I see what you're saying, but we know now that um I, yeah, you know I'm I'm listening to you all talking. You all, you know, I'm looking at it from a, a woman's version. Yes, you, um, right, <laughs> you know y'all have my three favorite men that I love to. <laughs> My thing is that, to me, um, as a woman of God, and once you do get into that relationship with him, a Godly woman knows her place um, in the marriage. My thing is, what I teach is, um, as for men, too, men, and I I just pray that more men be taught this when it comes to actual, that submission thing. Um, Submit does not mean dictate. and um speaking on what you were saying, Brian, about women that um have power. Um I think a lot of time coming from a woman's view, from from my perspective, a lot of time people may take how I am the wrong way. You know, I've been told you can't submit to a man. You you're very controlling. That's not the point because I feel like Uh, Just because I have a strong personality does not mean I don't know how to submit to a man. It just means that the type of man that steps to me, like you said, Tyrell, cannot have a limp wrist. He has to be secure in who he is in Christ Jesus. He has to know that role. He has to be able to impart in me and take me to that next level. So, therefore, um, if my personality may come off as controlling, it's not control, it's a... um, I feel that a lot of women in church today are um a lot of us are secure in who we are and confident not in ourselves but in what Christ has caused me caused us to be and I think a lot of men sometimes don't know how to approach a woman of God like that um at the same time though it is a problem when you're used to being um the head of your house, being a single mother um running your own business you it's a process too that you do have to learn to um, submit to a certain level, to compromise. And and to me, it goes back to being a process. Um, One thing that I I do hope that you will be speaking on, Tyrell, is what men are actually looking for when you all are out there as they say, looking over the fields at the women. What do godly men actually look for in a godly woman? Is it is it the way she looks? Is it her anointing? What actually are men looking for? I think that's what women want to know. What are y'all looking for?
7: And that's one of the things I would definitely touch on. I would touch on the the, the past of what the worldly man will look for in temporarily and what the godly man looks at for eternity.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be, this. when is this conference again, Olivia?
3: It's August the 3rd through 5th um, in North of Virginia, and they can get the information. It's the Learn to Work It and Still Remain Virtuous Conference 2007, and it's at com forward slash God is my lover.
1: Yeah, I think we have Dr. Wimbush on the call. Dr. Wimblish?
6: Yes, hi. How are you? Great.
1: We didn't forget about you.
6: <laughs>
1: yes, Doctor Wimbush is going to
2: talk about how to court and keep it holy. Then marrying and keep it keeping it heated. Well, I like that one already. I
1: wanna
6: hear some of this. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and
3: you know what? This is she. Um, she has her own business, and um, she, I'll let I'll let her tell about it. But this is a special friend to me because we. She was with me from the age of thirteen <laughs> on up. So she seen she see where I've been, what I've been through, and she see me now. We just been in together, and um, I'm gonna tell you, women need to realize that men are. They're men. They're still mm-hmm. humans. That's they right. still have feelings. Men like being aroused. I know church people are scared of that word aroused. Don't
2: say it. Don't say it. <laughs> I know
3: that you know somebody will call. Men likes to be. Like, men like being aroused. They like being romance. They like being touched. They like smelling good. They you know um, women are too frigid in the church. They they scared of um I don't I I gotta think of a new word because when I say sexy people get nervous but um I'm gonna say sassy classy you know they want to see you you know so Don you tell them what you're gonna bring to the table. New
6: <laughs> <laughs> elegant. Yes elegant. <laughs> Elegance yes class. Well I think that in the body of Christ that marriages are suffering because. There's a lack of intimacy. I'm a single woman, and I'm keeping it holy, praise God, and I'm waiting for my Boaz to come. <laughs>
0: what I find is I see a
6: lot of people that are blessed to have a spouse, and they don't take the time to honor their spouse, to celebrate their spouse. God has given you a gift, and this person is your ministry. This is the person that you're called to submit to. This is the person that you're called to honor, to respect, and to love. And I see a lot of people... In the church, having affairs. I mean, there's so many sexual sins in the church that we don't preach about. Mm -hmm. But people are cheating left and right, and we know there's a lot of other issues with it. But one of the things that you can do, that's not the whole root of it, but one of the things that you can do is to help safeguard your marriage is to learn how to communicate with your partner, learn how to celebrate your partner. And, I mean, when you're in the world, you do all these things in the world. The world tells you do people, they're doing all this freaky stuff, all this sex stuff, all this, you know, flirting stuff. And then when they get married, they think, okay, well, God told me this is my spouse, so I don't have to do anything because God gave it to me. I don't have to continually court this person. But you do because a relationship is built on intimacy. It's built on trust, and just because you know that person the day you said I do, they continually grow, so you have to continually get to know that person, just like you have to continually get to know God. Just because you got saved at the all does not mean that you have a, continue, a, a relationship with God. You met him, but now you've got to get to know him, and it's the same thing with your spouse. You have to spend time in, in relationship talking and fellowshipping and understanding what the other person needs so that you can build upon that relationship. So that's what I'm going to bring to the table. I'm going to teach people how to love and how to have romance in their relationship, and even in courtship, you can have romance in courtship and keep it holy without walking and seeing in sex because sex is different from romance. It's, people put the two together, but they're not the same.
3: Oh, girl, tell it exactly, it's not the same. It's exactly. And see, it's that's a key same. thing that we we must focus on because when you out there court that man, it goes once again. It's that man is he's looking at all areas of you as a woman, that's you right. know, and. and Please realize he wants a woman. He wants a feminine woman. Yes. You can, you know, it's okay. And I always say this for me. I don't mind a brother coming to me quoting scriptures. That's fine. But sometimes I want to see the man. You know, I want, you know, be a man, be free. Yes. You got personality, you know. And so, um, it's a, it's you have to stimulate that mind. You do. You, you do. have to stimulate. If you can stimulate a person's mind without touching them, that's a powerful, that's powerful. That's what
6: what people don't realize is that intimacy is created on so many different levels besides just sexual. That's one of the ways that intimacy is formed, and that's the ultimate one, which is in, which is supposed to be done in marriage. But outside of the sexual intimacy, there's spiritual intimacy. Can yeah. we break bread together? Can we share the scriptures together? Can we have a, a debate about the doctors of the Bible? And can he feed me? Can he teach me? That's another level. But also uh, aesthetic. You know, do we like the same type of art, the same type of music, the same yeah. type of things like that? That's another way that you connect your person. Recre- things that we can do together, activities, going jogging together, going fishing, whatever Mm -hmm. hobbies that you guys have together. There's work. There's ministry. There's different levels that you connect to a person. It's not just one level. And we need to take the time to connect and to bond on different levels because one person is just not one-sided. That's right. And you need to see all sides of that person because, just like Libby said earlier, your testimony was how you married people in the church. Well, when they're in church, everybody looks holy in church. Everybody knows how to raise holy hands. Well, how <laughs> are you behind closed doors? Do you exactly. have any character? Do you have any integrity? You know, so I right. need to know you in other ways. I need to see you out with other people in a social gathering. I need to see how you interact with your boys. I need to see how you interact with my girls. Exactly. You know? it, it, exactly. All of those things like that. And
3: I, I just, I'm just, y'all got me pumped up. I'm just excited because what. You <laughs> I just want to scream because it's so true. Because we just put it in church, we don't think about okay, what about the other part of this person? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I like read. I like the Renaissance era. Can you read me Shakespeare? You yes. know, that to me that's romantic. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to touch me, but can you talk? Can you can we go over Shakespeare together? Yes, can we time look time at it. go to the museum? I mean, this is who I am as a woman. I'm an artistic yes. woman. You know what I'm saying? Okay, what do you like? Do you like football? Well, if you like football, honey, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you what the first down I means. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what the kickoff. I'm gonna be. That's you know we have to learn each other. And that's what part of my book means? Exactly. That, that's mean being I'm intimate. Seeing. It's just not being physical because right. when you begin to know the whole person, that's how you are building that foundation.
6: It says, into me you see. That's what the word intimacy means, into me you see. And like you, what you talked about earlier, Libby, when you were talking about the fact, first got to know who we are. And as women, I think in particular, women struggle so much knowing who they are first. They always let a man define them. The yeah. only man that needs to find you is Jesus Christ tell it good preach it and, and then in the natural your father defines you and a lot of us women have not had fathers and if they had a father that negatively defines you so a lot of people walk around with baggage and you got to get that stuff delivered at the altar you got to go to jesus because he's the one who gave you a name he's the one who gave you a purpose and so you got to go to the word you got to go to god on your face and find out who you are before you even get that mate. because if you don't know who you are and what you're about how you're not going to know how to please somebody else you got to first please that relationship with jesus christ that's yes. your first re, uh, that's, uh, relationship right that's relationship right
1: that's the first husband,
5: anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but let me
6: let me ask you
1: this. Mhm. Y'all might think it's funny, but I'm I'm gonna ask it. What What about the wife that you know when you get married, all the things she used to do to get you, <laughs> she stopped. I, I don't think I need to say that.
6: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just listening to, to to my girls in church, and that's what they all say. Well, why well, I already got him? He mine, but you know that's wrong because just like okay, just like saying okay, I'm saved. I got Jesus. That's it. I don't need to read the Bible again. I don't need to pray again because I'm saved. No, the devil is a lie. I have to continually work in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And the same thing with my relationship with him, daily I have to get to know God. Daily I have to sacrifice in prayer. The same thing with your children, the same thing with your, with your spouse. Daily you have to spend time with that person. Daily you have to communicate with them. Daily you have to sacrifice. Daily you've got to meet somebody's needs. And I think it's, it's a misnomer uh, to women that they think that once I've got him, I got him. And guess what? He may never leave you. He may never cheat, but he might not be happy. You know, so why have a husband that's sitting there miserable? And if you treat your man right, he's gonna treat you right. And that's you know, making, you make know, it you make his work his time come home, he ain't gonna be working late every night. You know what <laughs> you know
1: what doctor it, it, Dr. Wim, it's just funny that you say that. You know, I, I was talking with April, April Mason, she's one of the speakers that's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. She said that she made sure that when her husband woke up he was the finest thing that he that he saw. That's right. And she was when when he came home she was the finest thing, the last thing that he saw. That's right. So, That's right. You know what about nowadays? You know, a lot of women don't do that anymore. They don't. And and a lot of men are suffering. They're hurting. Well, I don't say suffering, but they they're just not happy because of that. Right,
6: because we're not taught about relationships in general. In any relationship, if it's not about celebration, if it's about if it's about bringing you down, if it's not feeding you then you don't need that relationship. Now, when you're in a covenant of marriage, you need to work at that. But just on the general, just friendship. If I had a friend who was negative or who couldn't rejoice with me or couldn't who couldn't mourn with me, I don't really need that person in my life if they're not there to teach me and to help me grow. So in any relationship, you have to have growth in it. You have to have uh, feeding in the sowing into each other's lives. You need to make to, to support one another, and I think – that people aren't taught about relationships and how to grow a relationship. People are just shown stagnancy. That's why the church has a higher rate of divorce than the world, you know, and people used to party in the world, and then they get in church, you know, with their spouse, like, oh, we're not going to go out and dance. There is holy dance. You don't have to go to the club, but you can put on some music in your own home, some soft jazz music, and dance with your spouse. I mean, you don't have to go to the club scene, but you can do some things with your spouse that's romantic. And if you got children, it doesn't cost money. You can sit down and watch a movie together. I mean, there's a lot of things that people can do just to honor that relationship. You have to spend time getting to know that person. And I feel sorry for women who don't know that. That's why I really want to teach women that about how to get to know your spouse. And the same thing for men. A lot of men are into that women. they just don't know how to do it. And so um like <laughs> you I alluded to definitely <laughs> uh, start in the business is about romance. It's called Dare to Dream Romance. And it's basically about how to have um personal dates with your with your spouse. Like say for instance having a, a chef come in and, and um having an intimate dinner with you and your your your, your wife in your home. And doing different things like that to create memories because a relationship is built on memories as well. If you got good memories, that relationship is going to flourish. So I want to teach women and empower women how to make that relationship grow, how to honor, how to show love, how to demonstrate love.
5: That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. I think we we have a, a number of speakers on here. I don't want to. I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Do we have any other speakers on the line that, that we didn't talk to?
3: I'm not, I mean, I know that um, Beverly is supposed to call and Kim is supposed to call. I don't know if they're on hold. Are you, is Uh, April on hold? (laughs) uh, She said that
1: I am. I don't don't see April. Lalisa, are you still there? Oh, yes, I am still here. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Lalisa, one thing that I wanted to to ask you, you know, for the last couple of months, we've, we've been doing shows with a lot of women. And a lot of the women, Brian and I, you know, we're running to so many women that, are being raped
0: oh yes oh I got a many many stories about that but uh, one thing I could say about um, I don't know if that was just a statement or if you had a question but yeah. well,
1: well what I was going to say is we're running into so many women that are battling with that and they can't get past it the yeah and I, I actually
0: I had one of my students I also uh am an adjunct professor at a couple of community college here. colleges here but I had a student who found out about the book that I wrote uh, God's plan for my success, and he was interested, and he, he, he uh, confided in me that he had a sister who was uh, probably about the same age as me who never got over uh, that some, uh, she was molested as a very, very young child and all these years. She had never told anyone except him, and he was hoping that I could talk to her. She was in a whole other state. He had given her, her my number whatever. We did speak for a moment, and I've done some seminars about rape and abuse and it is a hard thing to get over. I didn't want to get over it. I wanted to stay in this place of shame, guilt, and pain. I wanted to be there. And for a time, I was there. It felt comfortable. I felt ugly. I felt uh, that I had caused it, even down to a very, very painful. I had been raped at least uh, three times in my life that, beyond being molested by a family member, which that whole thing there and that lasted for years that lasted from the time i was about five and i was one of five girls there were two boys i, I and I, I i begged the lord to tell me why he chose me out of all those because he did not molest my other sisters and uh he was in our household with us he was a family member it was not my father though but uh, i just couldn't figure out why me um actually he was an uncle and so I have a, you know, I have a passion for, you know, girls who have their uncles around them, things like that, just just to teach them I'm not afraid. I don't think it's happening to everybody. I, I'm not a freak with it. And But, again, God had to do that because some women uh, do carry that stigma. But the rape, you know, uh, it happens. It, it's, it, you know, God, things happen. You know, why do good things happen to bad people? I don't know. Why was the man crippled from birth? I don't know, but so that God could get the glory. You know, why was... Um, you know, why did Moses kill a man, you know, um, all kinds of questions. We could say, why, 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 why the tsunami, you know, why Hurricane Katrina, why, why? Uh, why are some people supernaturally rich and beautiful and gorgeous? We could ask those questions why, too, but I think i focus on the why, but focus on the what do we do now. So once I begin to focus on, you know, what happens next, yeah, I was raped, it felt horrible, once it was with two uh, two men actually abducted me and then they raped me and did some horrible things to my body and all that mm-hmm. but once was a date rape i went with the, i went to this man's apartment
4: mm-hmm.
0: i thought he was a friend and blah 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 and this and now i'm going to cry on his shoulder about my problems and uh he he raped me and it felt horrible i was way over being a grown woman and it shouldn't have happened and all these things but you know what all i can say is you know, um, mm. these these are the reasons why more than ever that we need a God and we need. A, and I tell people, if you got a God that cannot take away your pain, shame, and guilt, I would get rid of that God. I really <laughs> would trade him in, amen. amen. Yeah.
6: Because that's I right. know,
0: because I know people have killed. I, I work in a halfway house. I work with women that have murdered their children, have murdered their boyfriends. I work with people that have done some crap, had sex with their kids. Yeah. I work with. I work with all kind of people. I have this job. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but I tell people, see, that's why you need God. Yes, yeah, right. this happened to you, and yeah, you were raped, and yeah, it's hard to get over, and yeah, that's your uncle, your daddy, your whoever, and but you know what? That's why you need God because God, and I tell people, God can take away that. She can take away the shame. Yes,
1: he can. That's right. We're going to the caller. We have a caller from the seven three two area code. Caller, are you there? Yes. Yes. Hi. Who is this?
5: Uh, this is Anjanette.
1: Hey. How you doing?
5: I'm fine. Actually, I wanted to make a, a a little comment, and I I was listening to everything y'all were saying, which is so beautiful that y'all uh doing this this event next month. But my thing is that I wanted to say, now although these women go through their their rage and they can't get over it, a lot of times they are not provided an outlet to actually say what it is that they need to say without going to someone to try to pour out on them and they don't know what's going to happen. I think there needs to be like a safe haven for women to go to and really sit and talk about it and be able to just release all of this anger and and frustration of of knowing that this happened in a place that's really still safe and is safe Uh, because a lot of times we get caught up into, we go into our friends or people that we think that are our friends that are not really trying to help us to heal. So I think women uh, that has gone through an event like that or something as horrible as that should have an outlet. And I'm actually in the process of starting up a program called Loving Heart for women that has walked through that type of uh, uh, tragedy because that's what it really is once you really uh, get all the way down to the nitty-gritty of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I would. I would really like people, or women, to have a, a nice outlet to feel comfort and secure to tell their secret innermost secrets that they won't tell anyone else. Right. So they can start the healing process.
2: Right. That's, and then, that's, I have that's a question good. for you. Yeah. Do
5: you believe that that
2: should be the role of the church?
5: I do believe that should be a great part of the church. I really do believe, because women, what they do is after a lot of these things, they do turn to the church, and after they turn to the church, sometimes they feel even more neglected than they did if they were just telling it to a friend passing by. Mm, okay. So I, I do believe uh, that is a, a real important issue that needs to be dealt with seriously, because as you were saying, there is a whole lot of women that I see that are getting raped, and then they have the women that have gotten raped, and now they have to relive it over and over because now they've got to go to court for it, and they have no real feeling of it, or or they then they start breaking down or shutting down, or going into a secret place or a hiding place and don't want to come out and don't want to tell nobody their secret, That's and then cool. that becomes depression, and then you have people that are contemplating suicide and thinking about how many pills it takes to, uh, you know, to end it.
1: That's mm. so true. And, Carla, we thank you so much. We have another caller on the line from the 443 area codes. Caller, are you there? Hello. Hello.
4: Hi there. This is Evangelist Donna Dyson. Hey, Donna. Hey, everybody. God is my
3: lover and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. All
4: right,
2: let's formally introduce her. She's going to talk about God is my lover and my husband, learning to have God first as the main man in your life. And this is Evangelist Donna Dyson. We welcome you to the show.
4: Hello, everyone. We,
1: hey. Hey, we couldn't get you on earlier because we're almost out of time.
4: I know. It's okay, though. God is good, and everything happens for a reason in, in his time. I'm just excited, and I'm just so grateful that God even allowed this opportunity and this door to open because a lot of times as women, we think that, you know, it's so necessary to have a man to affirm us and to love up on us, but it's not till we really – spend time just loving up on God and learning what love is all about that we we discover number one who we are and then we start realizing that as you said God is first in our life and no matter who we're hooked up with who we're married to God deserves the first seat in our life and unfortunately a lot of times when we get caught up in relationships we put God to the back burner we put him on the back burner and then when things fall apart we want to Go back to God, but God wants us to keep Him first and to always realize that He He is still a jealous God and that He's the only one that can love up on us the way that we actually need to be loved up on. Yes,
1: that's,
4: that's so right, true.
1: I, Olivia. We uh we have less than a minute left, and I'm so sorry we missed a couple of the uh, other speakers. Other speakers
3: and I <laughs> apologize for I, that. Okay, I, I, that. I believe what Was needed, was accomplished. I want to go ahead
2: and announce a couple of uh, the other speakers right quick, Greg. Go ahead. All right, we have uh, author, humanitarian Beverly Gooden. Confessions of a Church Girl is the book that she wrote, and she's going to talk about Lord, Come Quick, I Need a Fix, Breaking Addictive Behavior and Spiritual Strongholds. Mm -hmm. We have Like Coach Quadaya Wilkerson Bethaya Health, Happiness, and Holiness. I'm Balanced, Having a Healthy Life Physically, Spiritually, and Mentally. We have author Kim Matthews, The Perfect Shoe, If the Shoe Don't Fit, You Gotta Acquit, Letting Go of Deadbeat Relationships for the Right One, Evangelist April Mason, It's Time to handle Your Business, Getting Your Finances Together and Building a Business Portfolio, Pastor Cindy Blackwell, My Master, My Ministry, My Man, Balancing Your Relationships with Christ and Your Mate, and Gia Purcell, Makeup, Manners, and Mayhem, Maintaining That Outer Beauty and Glow.
3: Wow. All righty. Wow.
2: Well,
3: All right.
1: Is Donna, Donna, are you still on? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Donna, we, we're so sorry we got you on so late because you're such a fired up.
4: She sure she is. She sure so Oh, fired to God up. be the glory.
5: And, and I really she's
4: here. And I, I want everyone to be there on August the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. God That's is right. really going to show up. <laughs> We've been praying and laying on our face. Just trusting that God is going to have his way and get the glory out of this because that's really what it's all about.
1: Yes, that's so true. You know what? I, I, I just wish everybody could have heard April and Beverly. But I should give give everybody an incentive to get to Virginia, get to the conference. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to learn a lot. This is this is more than just a trip. This is an investment into your life. These these mighty women of God and also the men that are going to speak are, are definitely going to pour into you. That's right. And what they're bringing yep. to the table is not something that they that they made up themselves. What they're bringing to the table is what was given to them. Amen. So, Amen. you know, we thank you so much. We love you guys. We thank you so much for coming on. Brian, did you have any last-minute things?
3: Yes.
2: Come to the conference, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Norfolk, Virginia. you got to be there. Go to Olivia's website. Uh, you can also get there by going to our website. And uh it's myspace dot com slash Brian J. Henderson. My uh what's yours, Greg?
1: Mine is also uh MySpace dot com forward slash A F E motivation.
2: All right, all right.
1: Yes, again everybody, we thank you so much, we love all of you and we are just looking forward to a mighty move in Virginia. Not only yes. in Virginia when everybody leaves they're gonna take that back. That's right. Long and long register long.
0: a friend, register a sister, a niece, a cousin,
1: right. even yes. a neighbor, yes.
0: register uh someone, bless someone.
1: Yes, let it be a gift, a vacation yes. for someone to go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And with that being said, again we thank you so much for being here. Thank blessed. you all. Thank all
3: the speakers for coming. God bless.
1: Yes, and we're going to have all of you guys back on. We're going to invite you to come back on after the conference to to give all of the the wonderful news of what happened and and just all share a lot of the testimonies that were given. Amen. I really really do believe a lot of strongholds will be broken. Yes,
3: hallelujah. Most definitely. We believe that.
1: With that being said, we'll see you guys until next time.
5: All right. Be blessed, everybody. Bless you. Love you. Love you. you. Bye-bye.